In 2020, the IRS issued a few key updates to Form 1095-C. If this is your first time learning about Form 1095-C, I recommend starting with our previous episode, which I've dropped in the episode description. However, if you're a tried and true 1095-C veteran, I'd like to walk you through these changes and what you need to know to remain compliant with the Affordable Care Act this year. In this episode of HR Party of One, we'll talk about why the IRS made significant adjustments to Form 1095-C, how these changes impact how the form's completed, other 1095-C updates issued by the IRS, and how HR tech can help you stay on top of these changes. So let's get started. In 2020, the IRS issued significant updates to Form 1095-C to account for a new type of health plan that debuted earlier that year, the Individual Coverage HRA, otherwise known as an ICRA. Before we go any further, let's talk about ICRA history first. That's right, it's timeline time. In summer of 2019, the IRS released a final rule expanding health reimbursement arrangements, or HRAs. Championed by the Trump administration, this change took effect beginning in January 2020. And it eliminated an Obama-era regulation that prohibited employers from reimbursing employees for individual coverage. As a result, employers can use ICRAs to do just that, which the administration said increased flexibility for employers and gave employees more choices in their health coverage. ICRAs are account-based health plans that allow employers to better control healthcare costs by providing employees with defined, non-taxed reimbursements for qualified health insurance expenses. This can include monthly premiums for individual plans purchased through the marketplace or anywhere else. Employers of any size can offer ICRAs as long as they employ at least one person who isn't a self-employed owner or or a spouse of a self-employed owner. This means that ICRAs are only available for employees, not self-employed individuals. And these employers must adhere to certain size requirements, which we've detailed in a Bernie Portal blog that I've also dropped in the episode description for your reference. This year marks the first in which ICRAs will appear on ACA forms, meaning HR parties of one are now facing the biggest changes to form 1095C in years. Now employers who offer ICRA plans must demonstrate the affordability of this option in their ACA reporting. ICRAs must be affordable if employers wish to avoid possible penalties. According to healthcare.gov, ICRA affordability is based on three factors. The employer contribution, or how much the employer decides to offer employees to cover their healthcare costs. The employee's income, to determine if they can pay for the offered healthcare coverage. And the plans available in the employee's area to determine the cost and extent of coverage for local plans. For plan years beginning in 2020, an ICRA is classified as affordable if the lowest cost of self-only plan types does not exceed 9.78% of an employee's household income. If an employer's offer is affordable, the employee and their family won't be eligible for a premium tax credit for their marketplace coverage. But if an employer's offer isn't affordable, the employee must opt out of the ICRA to claim a premium tax credit for marketplace coverage. Employers face possible penalties in these cases. Now, new codes 1L through 1S are included on Form 1095-C to describe the affordability of ICRA coverage that an employer offers to employees, their spouses, and their dependents. In other words, these updates tell the IRS that your ICRA offer of coverage was affordable based on the employer contribution, the employee's income, and the plans available in the area. These codes should be used on line 14 in part two of the form, which is where employers indicate the type of coverage offered to an employee each month of the year. All right. 
we're going to get a little wonky, but I'm going to try to make this as, as, as clear as possible. Codes 1L through 1S should be used under the following circumstances. 1L, if an ICRA is offered to employees only, and affordability is determined by a zip code where the employee lives. 1M, if an ICRA is offered to employees and dependents, but not the spouse. And affordability is once again determined by a zip code where the employee actually lives. 1N, if an ICRA is offered to employees, spouses, and dependents. And affordability is determined by where they live. If an ICRA is offered to employees, and the affordability safe harbor is determined by the zip code of the employment site, not where they live. 1P, if, it's, if an ICRA is offered to employees and dependents, but not the spouse, and the affordability safe harbor is determined by, again, the zip code of the employment site. 1Q, if an ICRA is offered to employees, spouses, and dependents, and the affordability safe harbor is determined by the employment site's zip code. 1R, if an ICRA is just not affordable, regardless of who it's offered to, and regardless of whether the zip code of their residence or the employer site is used. 1S, if an ICRA was offered to a worker who isn't a full-time employee. Got it? In addition to these new codes, employers are also required to report the age of an employee as of January 1st, 2020, if they were offered an ICRA. Additionally, on line 17, employers that offer an ICRA must submit the zip code of either the employee's permanent residence, if they used codes 1L, 1M, or 1N in line 14, or the primary site of employment, if the employer and employee uses the Work Location Safe Harbor, which corresponds to codes 10, 1P, 1Q, or line 14. But why zip code? The IRS uses location to calculate the lowest cost silver plan in the area because exchange healthcare costs may be more expensive in one part of the country versus another. This is then used to determine the employee required contribution, which belongs in line 15, and indicates how much the employee must pay after the employer's set contribution. The thinking behind reporting this information is that the IRS wants to know that the amount employers are contributing towards employees' health costs actually helps employees afford coverage. While ICRAs make up the most significant changes to Form 1095C, other new changes to ACA documents include the following. Plan start month. All applicable large employers, or ALEs, must enter a two-digit code on the Form 1095C to indicate when an employee's plan began. This information is reported using one of 12 different codes, each of which corresponds to the appropriate numerical order of the month. For example, February is two, October is 10. If there's no health plan under which coverage is offered to the employee, employers can enter zero. Relief for failure to furnish. The IRS won't impose a penalty on employers that fail to furnish Form 1095Cs to, to any employee enrolled in an employer's self-insured health plan. This applies to employees who weren't full-time workers for any month in 2020, assuming certain conditions are met. As a reminder, the furnishment deadline for Form 1095Cs is March 2nd of 2021, an extension of about a month. The IRS announced this change in October of 2020. Likewise, this adjusted date doesn't extend the filing deadline for ACA forms, all of which must be submitted on paper by February 28th or e-filed by March 31st. An extension of good faith relief for reporting and furnishing. The IRS won't impose penalties for reporting incorrect or incomplete information on Form 1095-C if a good faith effort is made to comply with reporting requirements. In this instance, good faith means that employers didn't purposely misinterpret or misreport information. In Bernie Portal's recent State of HR survey, we found that about one-third of respondents 
don't use any kind of HR technology in their day-to-day -day operations. However, by adopting a human resources information system, otherwise known as an HRIS, you can streamline human resource tasks, which saves time and permits HR to operate more strategically. If you've watched previous episodes, this sounds familiar. Look back on the past 50 episodes of HR Party 1 to preview all that you can do when you take a more strategic approach to your daily tasks. One way to elevate your role and, and, and your whole company's performance is by improving how you compile and submit ACA forms. I'm serious. Strict non-compliance penalties can cause a lot of trouble when filling out Form 1095Cs. These fines can be avoided, and you can automate your Form 1095C reporting process using a solution that eliminates duplicate data entry, reduces the risk of error, and decreases the amount of time spent on ACA compliance. When employers use an all-in-one system, an employee's benefit data is already stored in the platform. If you're new here, there are often easy data import options that seamlessly add this information. HRISs like Bernie Portal transfer this data onto official forms, saving you time. Likewise, smart systems automatically send employees the proper documents on time. Then from the same system, users can e-file directly with the IRS. If you haven't taken a look at HR software yet, look, now's the time to do it. ACA reporting aside, this technology can streamline some of the most tedious tasks so that you can spend more time building culture and developing strategies that make your role more valuable to your organization. If you need other examples showing the impact you can make, just watch any of our past episodes. And that's all we've got for today. As always, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell for the latest updates and new episodes. And remember, your job is as strategic as you make it.